Geek Speak Live, Australia's number one geek pop culture podcast and TV series. I'm your host, Todd Bailey, and my co-host with the most is joining me. It's a boys' night here on the podcast night, Gins, just you and I. Wake up, and on pots and pans. How are you, big fella? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. It's been a long week, hasn't it? It has been. We, we were in flat chat since the podcast last Friday when we were recording. We, we've not had a day off, really. Pretty much not. We've, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Saturday, I'm getting lost already. Saturday, we, we filmed in the big studio. Uh, we did with indeed, our yes. our guest, Brendan Lowe. He, he came up to a couple of retro reviews. They'll be hitting the screens uh, in the coming months. Yep. Um, kind of filler for the program, those ones. Back and forth. Back and forth, yeah. Um, and then Sunday, we travelled to Brisbane, you and I. We did indeed. Bris Vegas hit the road. You and I did a road trip. We kind of hit the big smoke and went down there and... Uh, <laughs> come down from the mountain. Yeah. Uh, uh, made sure we brought some moonshine for some of our uh, friends yes. down there. <laughs> we, it was great. We got to head to Ace Comics Games Annerley. Um Nice people. They gave us a room to use and a couch and everything else. They've they got an amazing space down there for they gaming have. and... And everything. Really yeah. great store. So a big thank you to Ace Comics Games, Annerley. Um, they allowed us to use the place while we did some interviews. Now, mm-hmm. we got to interview some fantastic people. We uh, were talking to Brad Scott, the founder and the front man of Naked Zombie Radio. Now, That's right. I have not laughed so hard in ages. That guy had me cracking up. Yeah. Very handsy. Brad, if you're listening, you're, you're an octopus. Uh, hands were all over me, Ginge. <laughs> in a good oh, way. Where's the, pro- the problem in that? Nothing. It's just the weird grin and the, the giggly to have the joyous giggle. If, if he had boobs, it'd be a completely different situation. <laughs> He'd make an ugly woman. Uh, but it was great to talk to Brad. Got to catch up and do a great uh, interview with Brad. And then we interviewed Paul Mason, yes. creator of Soldier Legacy, and that was great to have a chat to Paul. And he, um, we, we just got to talk. We, there was like two two fanboys just sitting there, mm. uh, two comic geeks. You guys forgot that the cameras were going. Well, I actually did for a while. And, and Paul, Paul and I were talking about um, him going to San Diego and... Yep. And uh, some of his early chat, like I was talking to him about his inspiration, we were both talking about Todd McFarlane yeah. and our, our interactions with Todd McFarlane. We were both just there gushing like, uh, like absolute geek <laughs> boys. And then you've kind of gone, uh, guys, we've got to cut there and, and change cards in the cameras. We just talked for that long. We yeah. used up all the... All, all the cards are all used up. So, uh, but it was great catching up with Paul. Such a nice bloke. Yeah. It really is. And we also got to talk to Matt and Caitlin from Space Pirates. They that's were right. fantastic to catch up and have a chat to. Um, a great online comic that's getting... Uh, they've also printed it, but they're, they're doing a possible Kickstarter... Uh, not Kickstarter. Possible accounts um, to get uh, the money up together to... to, to Complete the graphic novel. 250 pages. It's a massive giant. I reckon. Massive book. Um, so that video is going up very soon. Mm-hmm. Brad's video and, and, and Paul's as well. <coughs> They'll be the man cave. Uh, six segments. That's right. And I was about I, to say sections, but we, it sounded we, good. We put up a, uh, a photo this week of Paul in the man cave. I have to ask, where'd you get that shot of me there? Uh, what was I doing? It looks like I'm, I'm falling. No, you're... you're, you're um Recoiling back from from Paul's awesomeness, awesomeness, the awesomeness that is Paul Mason. Yeah. And I think I think he must have just gone like giving you a wink or something, and and <laughs> and, and a concussion of air has just gone. Poof. He's a he's a he's a big boy. He's like a solid a mountain boy. of a man. I tell you what, he would put Arnold Schwarzenegger to shame. He really would. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it was great to get in and catch up. And then we headed across to uh, to the pub for uh, for a catch up after the interviews, and it was great to get in a one on one interview. Uh, sorry, one-on-one situation and just have a chat to these guys. Yeah, um, completely you know, away from cameras, and, away from just, everything else. It was just, just opening just two up people. just talking, you know. It was yeah. great. And, and our, the rest of our crew, Matt, uh, Russ and Dan came across as well. Yeah, yeah. They, got to, they all had a blast. Yeah. So, and, and you got um, freaked out by some old lady, you and Brad. Oh, yeah. We, we, we were sitting in the middle of the uh, just talking there at the table and this old bird come walking around and she's sitting over at another seat and I saw her over there and she, she's chatting to someone. <laughs> it turned out no one. And then her she, imaginary friend. And then she's come and sat down kind of opposite Brad and I. And, um, was she listening into your conversation? Well, she, kind you think, of, well, she was just talking gibberish and, and I kind of I, I understood that well, she was just... Much like what we do. Well, pretty nights. much. She was listening to the podcast and got the shits. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, all of a sudden, I, I've kind of thought, no, I'll just put her out of my mind because I think she's, yeah, she's somewhere else. Yeah. And uh, we, we're talking about Supernova down the Gold Coast, and we've said how awesome it's going to be, and um, and Brad says something along the lines of, I can't wait, it's going to be, you know, I can't wait to have a great time. And then she's come so up. I was, uh, uh, full disclosure, I wasn't there. No. I'd walked off to go to the dunny. I'd come back and you yeah. two were looking like, that crazy lady was just talking to us. Yeah, and she's come up to Brad and, and sort of talked in his ear and said, well, I hope you don't have a very nice time. What a nasty person. And I thought, what? Person. 
you know? Crazy. I'm not, I'm, uh, for, uh, you know, for people out there, I'm not making fun of, I wonder of anything like that. I wonder if she's but, a crazy bird lady. Because it's been, we've, we've talked, we were talking on, um, uh, on radio the other night, and it's, it's yeah. come out there's more and more, uh, you know, it used to be the whole thing of crazy cat ladies. Yeah. You know, the weird single women who were a bit not full upstairs, and they'd, yeah. um, you know, they, they'd have cats all around and whatever else. Yeah. It's become birds, because I guess cats are too dear to keep. Well, so people get a bird now instead. You can keep a bird in a cage, can't you? Yeah. Cats, they, you know, they kind of wander off. And they kind of want a bigger cage. Yeah. <laughs> like a whole house. unit or a house. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that thing is like, they reckon, you know, if you're dating online or whatever and you put in your things and you kind of go, look, I don't want a chick that, that's into cats or whatever else. Because that's a turn off for a lot of guys, apparently. Wow. Cats, women who like cats. Apparently the same thing is now starting to happen. If you see bird, like they've got birds, you kind of go, oh, no. Nah. Whereas girls with dogs, they're great because everyone knows dogs are man's best friend. So if there's a chick who likes a dog, she's going to be uh, she's going to be a good what friend. What if the dog isn't your best friend though? Well, her dog. Yeah. Uh, then you're up shit creek. Yeah. <laughs> you're pretty well fucked. So watch out for crazy bird ladies, single guys. What if it applies the other way? What if a guy has a bird? What if a guy has a parrot? Do you reckon girls kind of? I, get, I, I'm. Or do they think he could be a pirate? What about those guys that have got cats? It's all, it's all, it's They're all, not right in the head. But no. it's, it's like I've seen a... a who has a cat? I don't, I don't know. A single single no, guy who has a cat. I've seen a heap of guys on, on YouTube, their, their shows, and they've got a cat. Is it because it's their missus's cat? No, or no, no, they're single. single. There's something not right there. And they've there. got a cat. And I, uh, you know, for all those people, uh, guys out there that have got cats, um, if you're single, please enlighten me if to... You, if to you're what, a geek and you're single and you've got a cat, a geek guy, and you're single and you've got a cat, tell us. And tell us why you chose a cat over another kind of animal. I just, if you're single, you ought to be... Like, you haven't got time to be looking after animals. You'd be out looking after... Look, you know, trying to pick up women or whatever else. Or, or trying to figure out, you know... Because, I mean, the crazy bird ladies... I can get they the stay latest home, episode of... Crazy bird lady sit at home and watch whole, episode, whole seasons of the OC over and over again. Well, I just... I, I, for me, I don't see how... What, what the attraction is there? To a cat. To a cat. See, a dog gives you unconditional love. A cat, yeah. it was walks up and goes, I'm hungry, feed me. And then buggers off again. Well, know? I guess it would be a good um, sort of like play school for getting an actual girlfriend. There. Well, having a cat? Yeah. I don't know about because that. Because they're the kind of ones that'll come up and go, give me attention now. Honestly, guys. And then walk away. If you're a geek guy and you're single and you've got a cat, tell us why. Tell us what the attraction is. Yeah. We don't know. We don't get this. I, I just, you know, I've never really had pets. I had a dog. Yeah. I've had dogs over the years. My dog is now with my parents because yeah. I'm in a unit. But um, I'll be honest with you, hand on heart, it's kind of great not having to go home and have the responsibility of a yeah. of a pet anymore. So I, I miss him. Don't get me wrong, I do miss him because he was a great little bloke. You know. So what do you give me that look for? You just, you've never been a dog man or anything. Have you? I, I just I never really had pet pets. goldfish. We had a pet cat as well as a really really young kid. What'd you do to the cat? Jim? No, you no. Had that guilty. Look well, he ran face. away. Did it run away or did it just disappear? He, 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 he <laughs> ran away and um, he uh, he left me. Oh, left me, traumatised as a child. You've never had cats since? Never had a cat since. That's amazing. Ginger. <laughs> Moving along. So, Well, well, while we're there, there there's, my, there's my porn name. What? Ginger Fitzpatrick. Ginger Fitzpatrick. That's, that um, that's my porn name. Porn the name, name of your first pet and the first street you lived on. Ginger I'm, Fitzpatrick. I'm Kimmy Taylor. Kimmy Taylor? Yeah. Kimmy Taylor. So if Ginger Fitzpatrick, I think, would fit, you know, with the, with the ginger beard. Yeah, and Kimmy Taylor just sounds like a, a dirty mole, doesn't she? Well, it sounds like a chick. It doesn't sound like a dude. <laughs> nah. uh, it could be a tranny. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. You'd make an, an ugly well, porn chick, I would, dude. I'd be ugly because uh, the, uh, the beard. Keep the everything. beard, though. Keep the beard. You reckon? Yeah. Um, anyway, Monday, we got a special uh, privilege. We got to we did guest indeed. host... The Naked Zombie Radio via Skype. We did indeed. With, uh, with Brad. And yeah. it, was, it was a great experience. Really well. You can actually ch- um, pop along and check it out on the Naked, uh, NakedZombieRadio.com. Naked-Zombie-Radio.com. Yep. Um, or we will post a link on the yeah. uh, Geekspeak page. And you can check out our, um, our thing with uh, Brad. See how good night. that we, actually, uh, we, we turned out a performance. Do yeah. you think we did all right? Tell us. Let us know. Um, I think a, we did an all right time. I'd had quite a few scotches, actually. It was great. I, I was a bit nervous about doing it. I mean, we, we podcast. I do interviews and all that kind of stuff. But going on someone else's podcast show. And they're interviewing you. you. It was a bit weird. 
So I had a couple. We, of we, we dropped um, a bit of information about. I thought you were going to say we dropped the swear word. Well, we did. Well, no, that's none of that's new. No, and then Tuesday night we got invited on to co-host the Lounge on one hundred two point seven FM, a radio station up here in Toowoomba. Yeah, and um, it was great. Brad Schofield, two Brads in, in two nights. How yeah. lucky are we? And uh, it was great. They, he, Brad actually went in depth and asked us about the history of Geek Speak. So that was great. We might have to edit that together and put it up as, yeah, as a little bonus not? thing or something like that. Um, so it was great. We've been media whores this week, you and I. Have indeed. All, it hasn't, it's been non-stop all week long. And then I'm, I've been a part of the media all week. Yeah, because that's your Cutting job. Cutting ads for television. You are actually heading off to Brisbane uh, this week. I am indeed. You're doing a short film down there, helping yeah. out on a short film. Yeah, it's uh, going to be it's going to be cu- cut together as a trailer for like a promotional trailer to, to get, get funding for a funding full, for a full film? feature film. Yeah, yeah. sounds it's pretty cool. The, it's called the Go. Ghost of Victoria Park. Oh, cool. And, and so there's a couple of the Geek Speak crew heading down. We are indeed. I won't be. I'm along to see Hansel and Gretel. Oh, really? Which hunters, yeah. Hansel? Hansel. Which would be uh, pretty cool because I'm getting some good reviews back. And there's no vampires in that, right? No. So it's, well, it's, see, there's um, vampires in, in, in um, the Ghost of Victoria Park. I owe the podcast a carton of beer because the phone is ringing. Ah. Problem is, where we're recording, it's a landline. I can't turn it off. Sadly. You can pull the plug out. You probably could. But anyway, um, so I'm heading along to see that. I'll give it a bit of a breakdown next week on the, like, on the show, a bit of a review. And we hope to be recording a, uh, a video episode of a review of Hansel and Gretel. I can't say Hansel and Gretel. It's Hansel and Gretel. Hansel. Yeah. Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, but I mean, originally Hansel. Bugs, Bugs Bunny is Hansel. 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 Um, but Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Um, looks really cool in it. So, mm. Anyway, I'll be checking that out. You're going down to your you poor buggy. You're filming. Mm. Are you doing it Sunday or is it just Saturday? No, no, just Saturday. Just Saturday. So yeah. Sunday you get a bit of time off. I'm, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then next week you've really got to hook in. We, we've got mm. to get the TV show ready because it goes to air in March. March is kicking our butts. It's coming along. And then April we're all tied up with Supernova. Um, it just, time's running away this the year already. It's by, isn't it? It's February already. So you and I will be doing our Christmas sign-off bloody thing before Dude, we know I, it. I, I still have not done my tax from last year. <laughs> I better don't, pull, pull don't that say out. that on Hurry the podcast because now you'll be having accountants ringing up going, we'll do your tax for you. <laughs> Um, if you're, if well, you're, if you're well, wouldn't geeky, that, th- that then make this a, a tax deductible yeah. expense? <laughs> if you're a geeky accountant now, there, Ginger needs his taxes done. Yeah, uh, it's a worry. How, how, how can I afford to buy another seven foot Batman like you've got here in the shop? You can't. Um, well, how you, can I write it off on tax? You wouldn't be able to write no, no, it off no, on tax. Uh, I, I, I need to get a creative accountant. accountant. Isn't that what they call themselves, creative accountants? Uh, I just thought they call themselves dodgy. Well. We know a couple. You said uh, that, not me. <laughs> we know a dodgy accountant. I want to have a little talk about my man crush. <laughs> uh, someone sent me a video today, like um, a show in America had done the top 10 Ben Affleck performances, yes. movie performances, okay? Yeah. And they numbered them from 10 down to 1. Surprisingly. And we sat down and watched it. And, um, I don't know if I agree I, with some of them. What was that? I never knew Ben Affleck was in Dazed and Confused. Yeah. Didn't know. I've never no actually idea, seen the movie. Yeah. I've, I think I've seen bits of it. Mila Jovich is in that. I'm sure of it. Yeah. I'm sure of it. But I'm not. Yeah, no, I've never watched all of it. No. Um, so that was cool to know that. But and it had, of course, Goodwill Hunting. It had The Town, which. Uh, have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. He directed that and yeah. it had uh, Jeremy Renner in it. Yep, yep, yep. Um, really good film, really. Argo, which is arguably one of his best films. I, I still, I st- you know, he just won the best director at the, the Director Guild Awards last week. Yep. I just, yeah, it's, you know, how can, how can he get that? And yet the Oscars have completely snubbed him for a nomination altogether. Yeah, for that. Yeah, it's pretty sad. You know, I just, it just doesn't make sense, you know? It doesn't, but... Um, I, I tell you what, there was a couple of performances like Armageddon was in there. Yeah. Um, what else was there? Oh, but the number one, Chasing Amy took out the number one yeah. for his top performances. Pearl Harbor wasn't even in the top ten. No. No. I, so, I just, uh, I'm surprised with Pearl Harbor. Armageddon's always, I love Armageddon. I don't care who you are. Armageddon is a freaking cool movie, man. And I didn't know he was in Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, that was a, that was a. Surprise. But I, I kind of boycott Shakespeare in Love because you know it won the Oscar for best film over the. Saving Private Ryan. Did it? Who should have won. Uh, so I'm completely, you know, void of Shakespeare in Love. Completely should, 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 you know, should not be considered an actual film. They should get all their copies of Shakespeare in Love and just completely burn them and melt them. You reckon? And make it into, a, in, into an Oscar that's a bit, to, that's to a bit give up. to... That's a bit over the top, dude. It's a bit Saving over the top. Private Ryan. <laughs> I know you're a big fan, but yeah, come well. on. Settle down there, Shindaro. You, you can't tell me that the opening 10 minutes of Shakespeare in Love made you go, oh, shit. I've never watched all of it. 
Well, um, I've, I've never even watched a frame of it, but yeah. I'm pretty sure the first 10 minutes never... At the end of the 10 minutes, you, you went... Comment on it if you haven't hmm. watched it. But I'm just saying, for the people that have, after 10 minutes, tell me whether you thought, huh, shit, eh? I'll probably give it a shot now. Now I know Ben Affleck's in it, I'll probably sit down and watch it one day. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the one that you hadn't watched all the way through, I've watched it uh, myself, I think I owned the DVD somewhere, it was Hollywoodland. Yes. Where he played I, I George Reeves, got, the guy I, who, who played Superman in the 1950s TV yeah. series. I think I've got that on, on DVD as well, but I, uh, yeah, I've not been able to sit down and watch that entire movie all the way through. And, you know, it, it is disappointing that I haven't done that, and was, I'm sorry I haven't. And you and I were on a tour of LA back mm. in 2006, and they took us past George Reeves' house. Yeah. And they said that's where he committed, well, it was unknown well, that he was murdered. That, that's where his body was found. found. Let's just say that. Mm. Good movie, mm. though. Very good. And Ben Affleck's great as George Reeves. And uh, the bloke that was in um, uh, King Kong, what's his name? Uh, the guy with the big nose. I yeah. think of his name. Yeah. Anyway, you know who we're talking about. Yeah. If you're a movie fan, you'll, you'll work it out. But this leads me to this. So a friend sent me this. We watched it, you and I, together at lunchtime. And uh, I was like, that is some cool. And, and Chasing Amy, one of my all-time favourite Ben Affleck, uh, yeah. Kevin Smith I, films. Uh, Sorry. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch Chasing him. Amy. Holden McNeil but was fantastic. I, yeah, I mean, uh, he was great in it. But I couldn't... Uh, what's the name of the chicken that? I've forgotten her name. Uh, Joey Lauren Adams. Joey Lauren Adams. She, her voice... Irks me. Yeah, I wish he had a recast. I, like, the only reason she's in the film is because Kevin Smith wanted to get in the pants, right? He fucked her. They were dating for a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were I, dating for, a, for quite and, a while. Uh, the, the, the scene where uh, they're in the rain and she's absolutely screaming at him. Yep. And I, I, you're watching that and you're going, I'm not enjoying this movie at that point. Jason Lee was great in it, though. Yes. As yeah. Banky, uh, the partner in crime to Holden McNeil, Ben Affleck's character. As why, comic creators. Why, why at the end did he, they need to say that he was gay? Like, what, what storytelling device did that... Need. It was kind of like he, he had latent uh, homosexuality there and he had feelings for Holden but, kind of thing. But did the, at no time did I ever see that progress the story along. No, I thought it was a bit of a just a... Like, like he I, could I have been... Thought, I thought it, it was a bit of a, just a silly add-in myself. It, it's almost... Because I, I do know a lot of independent films that they put that sort of stuff in it to, you know, please the masses, you know? Yeah. To, to okay, we'll do this. We'll, we'll, we, it's almost like they've taken every uh, spice off the rack and gone. We'll just throw a heap of that into the pot. That way, everyone will enjoy the yeah. movie. I think, I think you're right. I think that's what they've been going with there. So, um, but it's still, one of my all time favorite Kevin Smith films. Do if you haven't watched oh, it, not, go, I, grab it and grab a copy and, and watch it. Chasing Amy, about two comic creators. I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a terrible movie. Just aspects of it, I think maybe could be tweaked. Now. Um, bits of it. Uh, like, you know where they filmed mm. in New Jersey. Um, I think later on that part of that building there became Jane Silent Bob Secret. It is, and upstairs yeah. is where they shot. Yeah, yeah. How cool is that? Very See, there's a little bit of comic knowledge for you there, but it leads me to this bit of movie news uh, that came out today. Yes, just, indeed. Just hours after the report that Warner Brothers had scrapped Will Beale's script for Justice League, which right? is for the, the, JLA the, movie. Uh, once again, they have gotten rid of the script. This is what second time, third time, something like that. Now, it was heavily rumoured that Warner Brothers wanted Ben Affleck to direct their superhero movie, right? But they hadn't which heard... We all, which which we, we had broken before. Yeah, but we hadn't heard anything about casting uh, or any rumours of that no. or who may be the next Batman. That's right. Until now, that is, because apparently Warner Brothers didn't just want Ben Affleck to direct. They also wanted him to star in the movie too as Bruce Wayne Batman. That's, that's a big call, isn't it? Tell, I... I what, what, last year, late last year, I said then, I said Ben Affleck uh, would make a great... Batman. Yeah. Right? And I cop flack for it and everything else, but Warner, someone at Warner Brothers had the same someone, idea. Uh, well, it wasn't just one person. They offered him the job. The job. That's so right. he, it, it would have went through the board. He's passed it. So uh, Ben Affleck decided to pass on the project, and now Warner Brothers is without a script, a director, Batman, or any actor for that matter. No, okay? that's right. Now, um, they're saying that, um, uh, you know... Will they get someone else drafted in to write the script now, have a crack at it? Or This guy, I think, has had two cracks at the script, so if they've knocked it back both times, don't give it back to him. Get in someone else. I, I still don't understand why Warner Brothers persist in getting writers that have got no uh, backstory in comics. No. Get someone like Grant Morrison. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Grant Morrison's JLA run in the 90s was amazing. Mm. It was a top-selling book. I'm, it's still one of my personal favourites for a Justice League run. Uh, his, his stuff with Howard Porter back in the day, 
Absolutely fantastic. These are guys that that know the characters inside Drag out. Drag in Mark Miller, creator of Kick-Ass, uh, Wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like get him on board and get him to do it. I like, just, get him to write it. I just... I, I don't know the mentality that these corporations, and that's what they are, uh, are, are doing. Oh, yeah, sometimes I guess there's too many pencil pushes there myself. But there you go. It, that's... It, it must be just a, bo- a big boardroom, and they're saying, this guy made money. All sitting around Give circle, jerking ideas out, and just, um, you know, they don't really, they're not true fans, I guess. Uh, but there you go. So that's that's that would have been cool, Ben Affleck, possibly as um, as Batman. And I don't I, I don't think he would have done a film that would have had a terrible script. No, no. Well, I mean, honestly, if you go and watch Argo or The Town, yeah. you'll see what a fantastic director this guy is, especially yeah. when it comes to action and that as well. Like, and he's you know, good. he's an Oscar-winning uh, writer as well. Yeah. So he's got the chops. You know, he's I, really got he, the chops he, behind he, him. He knows what he's doing when it comes to that. I want to talk a little bit about uh, a comic. Comic time. Well, a graphic novel, actually. For me, it's a graphic novel because I, I didn't get the single issues. I have been flogging this in the shop for about two, three years now. Uh, now, Scott Snyder, I've, I've, you've heard us mention him before. We he writes, he's the current writer of Batman. He's also writing uh, Superman, Man of Steel. You're, the, like, you're um, liking his, his run on Batman. I love right? his, his run on Batman has reinvigorated the character for me. Yeah. In the, you know, for the last couple of years, it was a bit meh, lackluster. Yeah. Scott Snyder's come along with the artist Greg Capullo. And has blown me. Are you liking away. The, the the seams and, st- yep, and stitches in Batman yeah, suit? I, I really love Greg Capullo's take on the character. I, I, I still would like to see orange back in the the logo on his chest. The yellow, yeah, gold. Yeah, I would too. Gold. I, I yellow, like the symbol, orange. the traditional symbol. Which anyway, you, you, you sorry, me off course. Deviating. So Scott Snyder, right? Yep. He's been writing a book, a series called American Vampire. Mm-hmm. Right? And I've I've been selling heaps of it. People going, are you reading? I'm like, we sell out every time I get a book in for me. Copy out it goes. I managed to finally get. A copy myself. Just for yourself? Right. Well, I got it in, and then I handed it off to our mate Gibbsy. Yeah. Because he read it. All right, hand hand it off to me. I'm going to hand it over to you. Okay. But anyway, um, Scott Snyder and the artwork by Raphael Albuquerque. Wow. Okay, now have a look at the art in there. Absolutely amazing artwork. It's um, not your typical vampire story. In it's based in 1920s uh, Los Angeles, like so the, the Hollywood industry. Yeah, I'm know? seeing. Yeah, and so these two. Uh, spoiler alert! I'm going to go into the story a little bit here, but honestly, like there's three, four volumes. You'll be able to pick it up and enjoy it wherever. Yep. Um, these two girls are working for you know the movie company, mm-hmm. and they they get invited up to a big Hollywood party. One of the girls gets taken up to the big producer, right? Walks in, bunch of vampires. They chew her up, spit her out, kind of thing, and they dump her out in the desert, just oh. outside of out in the, the the valley or whatever outside of LA. The San Fernando Valley. Yeah. Now the thing is, she's left for dead. But Skinner Sweet is the character's name. He comes along. He's the first American vampire. Okay. So I'll go into that in a sec. But he gives her a bit of blood, like puts a bit of blood on it, which turns her into. Another vampire. Another vampire, but she's an American vampire. Because traditionally in it, the vampires were European, so they mm-hmm. come across. Now, the, so the, 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 the movie mogul guys are European are European. Vampires. So they've been in America before it was essentially America. They've been there for a long, long time. Yep. They, uh, they're European vampires, so they you know, can't go out in the daytime unless they're covered in sunscreen so and they're, parasols they're, they're and everything else. Stereotypical. Stereotypical wood, wood harms them, all this kind of stuff, right? Yep. When they bite Skinner's sweet, now we'll jump back to this because his story goes back to the Wild West, essentially yeah. eighteen seventy something. Yeah, right? yep, yep. And he is a villain. He's the guy. He's robbing people left, right, and centre. He's got a bounty on his head. They capture him. He escapes, and essentially he uh, attacks his bunch of vampires because he'd been robbing them, yep. the European vampires. Yeah, yeah. That, some of their blood gets on him. He becomes the first American vampire. He doesn't have all the weaknesses they have. He can go out in the sunshine. Uh, wood doesn't worry him, all this kind of stuff. But his uh, when there's a moonless night, he loses energy and everything <laughs> can you, can else. Can you not say wood doesn't hurt him? Well, I'm sorry. You say steaks? Steaks don't hurt him. Oh, they probably hurt him, but they won't kill him. So he's a different breed of vampire. Yeah. So he comes back for his revenge, essentially. Or he's made a deal with them. So he saves this girl. She then goes to take them down. Turns out her best friend is a vampire. Or she joins them. And, and it's just a really kick So it switches between... Telling this tale of Skinner Sweet back in the West mm-hmm. to modern day, or not modern day, sorry, but 1920s uh, Los Angeles, Hollywood, yep. Yep. and this girl who's, who's this up and coming young actress, and it intertwines her and Skinner Sweet Whoa, together. So look it jumps, at that. it's awesome artwork. Yeah. Um, but there's a really freaky panel in there, right? Yep. In this Raphael Albuquerque's artwork, where this vampire opens this closet in, in the, the room 
and he's got all these humans hanging up in there, right? <laughs> and they've got meat hooks through their jaws. Ah. Right? And the way they've done the word balloon, one of them's still alive, and he's like... Oh, uh, no way. It, it's like this. It's kind of like, Please, I have children, kind of thing. And they've written it like that, so you read it like that. It's uh. fucking awesome. Honestly, a Geek Speak rating, uh, I would give it four, four and a half out of five. It's just so good. Pick it up, Volume 1, American Vampire. Um, as I, said, I think we're up to four volumes at the moment. And you're going to love it. You're going to uh, pick it up, read it. Just The artwork is fantastic. I, I don't know about you, but the Skinner's, the character design looks a lot like Kid Rock. He does, actually. He does look a lot like Kid Rock, yeah. He's got the long blonde hair, the little bit of a, a you know, goatee beard almost. Yeah, but like I say, it's flashes between the Wild West and the 1920s um, uh, Los Angeles. So That's awesome. Pick it up, have a read of it. Scott Snyder, Raphael Albuquerque. I'm giving it a uh, 4.5. Out of five. That's a good mesh, uh, mesh of, of genres. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Perfect. Volume one. You're going to love it. So that's, that's my comic for the week that's, right there. That's bound to be made into a movie. I would it's hope so. It's bound to be. Well, it's, it? Stephen King does a foreword to it, and I think he's got some hand behind it. I think it, some of the concepts might be, uh, might be some of his stuff. I'm not sure there. Um, but yeah, like Scott Snyder, he blew me away. Like, I love his Batman work, but this is from Vert- DC Vertigo, this book. And um, yeah. Look, look at this on the front cover. Uh, a quote by Entertainment Weekly. At a time when vampire stories engulf pop culture, this one's actually fresh and original. Exactly. And they ain't your sparkly vampires. They're not Twilight vampires. 2001 Eisner Award for Best New Series. If you can win that, the Eisner Award, yep. you know it's going to be bloody so good. I'm, I am out of the loop. But there you go. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's just a kick-ass book. Take it. You're going to love it. Um, I want to ask you a quick question. Yeah. You picked up one of these... Uh, was it five movies in one comedy collection? You know, on the on the what the one or two discs in there? Yeah, yeah. Right. You got this cheap the other day. The only reason you bought it is because there was a movie on there you've chased for years. Cool. Yes. Was it Radio Land Murders? Radio Land movie uh, murders. Yes. It's a movie that I've got on VHS, but it's in the back of the cupboard. Yeah. Along with the VCR player. And, uh, yeah, it's something I, I've been looking on the net to try and see if anyone had uploaded it to YouTube or anything like that. So it was somewhere you could actually watch it. Yep. Uh, Mary Stewart Marston, Brian Benson. Look, it's got everyone in this movie. What, you've the got to trailer go. looks wicked. Go, go onto YouTube, look up the trailer, Radio Land Murders. Essentially, it's, uh, 1939 Hollywood. Uh, they're trying to, the, it's the very first night they're opening this new radio network in LA. Yep. And, you know, this is the old fashioned radio where the audience comes in into this big the, music the, hall. The, what do you call it? The, the orchestra and everything else? Yeah, the radio orchestra. The band, the, the stage rotates around so that when the, the song has finished, the, the stage rotates around yep. and the actors are on stage in costume, but doing radio plays. You know, yep. they're all, they're just standing there with scripts like they used to back in the 30s. And, all while this big night of nights is going on, people are being knocked off. They're all being killed by some yep. mysterious uh, murderer. And it's, it's slapstick humour. It's 19, uh, 1941, but in, well, I guess LA is 1941, but uh, uh, with a radio night of nights in the background. Yeah. I Sounds don't, I, I don't know what else to say. There's a bunch else. of actors in there. When you showed me the trailer, I was like, oh, I know that guy. Oh, I've seen him in this. And- oh, I know that guy there too. And they've been in a lot of different, you know, movies as yeah. um, second secondary characters, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, George Lucas wrote the original story. Please don't, you know, be be upset by that. <laughs> he, 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 Why uh, is that the old thing where you got to put that? I, I, I don't know because so many people loved Indiana Jones. He wrote that. Yep. You know, the first. This is back when Did he wrote it solo, or was it him and Stephen? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he first came up with the ideas originally, and then other people have taken further. Yeah. Same with this. Mel Smith, the English uh, director, directs this, and it is piss funny, man. Yeah. It, you, you've got to watch it. You've I will, got to I, absolutely watch it. I shall have to pick that up. Uh, well, can I borrow it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. I promise I'll bring it back to you. What, are you sure now? Yeah, I, pro- I promise. And, you know, for, for something that I, I went out to, to grab some groceries the other night, yep. and this is in one of the, the bins full of DVDs. Five movies for five bucks. I walked past and I went, geez, there won't be anything decent. Holy shit! <laughs> you had one of them moments, Yeah. You? you wait yourself just a little and I'm, bit. And I'm like... Uh, uh, 
and they also had another DVD of five movies, and it's all those asylum films. Yeah, the the the, the cheap knockoffs of other other movies. They've got Transmorphers and Titanic Two and War of the Worlds Two. All the knockoffs. Have Titanic Two. What did they? <laughs> well, they bring it up and just resale it, uh, it and it hit another iceberg. Uh, uh, ask Russ from from the crew about it. it uh, uh, just quickly, what it is is it's based now. And this guy invents the Titanic 2, which is a big boat. It's Clive Palmer, the, the Queensland yeah. billionaire, is wanting to do. <laughs> and um, uh, in this thing, they don't have lifeboats. They've got uh, little mini submarines. Oh, God. But there's me. not enough mini submarines. But the big thing at the climax of the film yeah. is that one of the mini submarines with the, the lead guy and lead woman are underwater, and they, they need to get to the underwater base. But what they do, they the the entire scene is actual word for word from the abyss. The oh. exact word for word where old mate has to um, hold his breath <laughs> yeah. and 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 drag her body under the water yeah. and drags it to the other submersible where he can uh, shock her to bring her back to life. It's, word you know for what, word. Uh, I hate to tell you, buddy, but you're not selling me on this. You're really <laughs> not selling me on this. Um, you know what I do? I watched a cool movie. I had a couple of mates uh, put me onto it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, someone gave me a copy called Premium Rush. Now, now this uh, is Joseph Gordon-Levitt, right? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's a bike courier. Yep. Um, in New York. Now, I don't know. Have you ever seen things about those bike couriers? Like, well, they, I've, seen, I've seen about them, yeah. There's like so many of them getting around like, you know, because of gridlock traffic and the way New York it's quicker, is. It's quicker to go by bike than Just, it is anything you know, else. You've got to get something across town, jump on, you know, throw on a bike courier and off they go. Well, you know. So these guys... Like, sometimes things can't be sent through email. Yeah, that's right. Um... But like anyway, your underwear, that's just dangerous. Uh, no, that's, I'm sure that's a federal offence. No, no, uh, it is. It's got anthrax. I've done it three or four times. Uh, oh, is that who keeps sending that to me? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he's um he he yeah you know, he's a bike what do you call bike Messenger courier? courier anyway, yeah. He goes to the university, gets a job, goes to the university, picks up um this this thing from this girl. Yep. And uh, turns out that like he goes back to get on his bike, and this guy tries to stop him. Oh, who? You? I'm I'm head of security or whatever else. I need that back. I he- dean head of the, the university. Yeah. He's like, no, sorry, we're called secure cour- couriers. There's a reason I can't yeah. give it to you until someone else signs for it at the other end. Yep. Anyway, so he tricks old mate because old mate's trying to grab his bike and that, and he buggers off. Yeah. He's riding along, not thinking about it. Next minute, old mate's in the car behind him trying to. Chase him down. So he's got a, yeah, he's, and it, it, there's some action here because like he's trying to zigzag through traffic and yeah, find yeah. cool ways of getting away from this guy. So he goes to the cops to report it. Right, and spoiler alert, by the way, because you're going to want to watch it, but um, I won't go too much into it. But anyway, it turns out it's it, it involves like Chinese triads, um, cool. corrupt cops, um, yeah, and so. Like the way it's filmed, yeah, action packed, as in like the the shots with the bikes and the way cool. they zigzagging between traffic and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a premium rush. It's mm. um, Jake Gyllenhaal's about the only big now, name actor in it, and 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 this is the sorry, not Jake Gyllenhaal, bloody uh, Joseph Gordon Joseph Gordon Levitt. Now this is the movie that he did before uh, you know Batman come out and stuff like that. Did he? I, I don't know when it was filmed. I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure it came out before all that, but it didn't really become big. Pop wise, until Batman comes. Really? Because then the audience knew. Well, I mean, oh, well, how could people not know who Joseph Gordon Levitt was? You know, I don't know. Third Rock from the Sun. That was an awesome show. He was. He was the the kid in it. He was actually he was like, actually the older person. He, yeah, which, which was always a great thing playing off. That it. was funny as hell the yeah. way they did that. Um, anyway, check it out. Premium Rush. I give it a quick rating. I'd give it like four out of five. Yeah. It, it hooked me in. Yeah, it yeah. really did. Tell you what, I also checked out this week. Uh, source code, Jake Gyllenhaal. That's yes, what I a minute that's ago. who you're thinking of. Re- really good film. Uh, him and um, oh, what's her name? Is it Maggie Smith or something no, like that? No, um, Michelle Monaghan. Okay, Michelle Monaghan, and um, really like, threw me for a twist. Now it's it's kind of a, a, a time travel kind of sort of. A, do you ever do you watch Deja Vu? And uh, what was the? There was a couple of them that came out a couple of years ago, kind yep. of where they could see so like short time in the in the. I, I always like Next. This. With- it, Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Next, that that was the one I think. Yeah, it was Deja Vu with um, uh, Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. That was a really good movie. And then you had Next with yep. with uh, Nick Cage. That was, I really enjoyed different. that. This isn't about the future. This is it's going uh, back to the past. I'll, I'll though, quickly isn't it? set it up. The, uh, they work out that um, when you die, mm. your brain is still kind of wired for a little while. Okay, like yep. there's still a bit of a charge in there, and your brain has eight minutes of short term memory that they could tap into. Yep. So what they could do is they send this guy 
essentially his mind into the like the source code into the, a person who he kind of fits the same build, same race, or whatever else of, right? Mm, mm. A couple of deciding factors. And he can relive that eight minutes and try and find out, like, if there's a big... Like, and this thing is there's a bombing on a train, so he's got to find out who the bomber is, right? So they send him back, but uh, he thinks he can try and save people, yeah. and they keep saying, you can't. You can't. Whatever happens... He's like, but I did. I got the girl off the train. They're like, what happens in the source code doesn't happen in real life because it's kind of essentially already happened, Yep. right? Is what they're trying to explain to him. Yep. And I'm not going to ruin it, but let's just say that theory, don't hold up. So, ah. Really good. Check it on out, mate. Really good film. So if you haven't watched it, folks... I'm going to check this out, man. Source code. That's the kind mate, of... I, I've caught up on some good viewing this week. Between all the media whoreness that we've been doing all week... I need to stop editing Geekspeak <laughs> and go back and watch the last 12 months. You will not stop editing. I you will be ha- I have your not desk. seen Avengers. <sighs> what is wrong with you? Well, how... How about, you know, you give me a bit of slack? No, sorry. I'll take a couple of weeks off Geekspeak. Can, can I be honest? Yeah. You've got Buckley's are taking time off Geekspeak because, <laughs> as I say, this TV show's got to get edited. Yeah, that's right. You're not going to get to see Avengers until probably September this year. Son of a bitch. <laughs> That'll be my birthday um, just I'll, I'll give you two to days myself. Off. I'll give you two days off for your birthday. Yeah? That's that's movies and comics for me. You got anything you want to talk about? Uh, I have a funny story I want to talk about coming up soon. Found out this week that uh, event cinemas are oh, going you, to... You've been gushing about this. They are doing retro movies, and the first movie that they have announced is Back to the Future, yep. part one. Uh, only selective c- cinemas, so... Uh, Indrapilly and Chermside in su- southeast Queensland. Yep. And it's one showing, one Friday night. And uh, you, you know what? You go, don't you? It, it's, the, it's, off work? It's, well, it, uh, it's like 9.30 at night on a Friday night. So You can still work and just go down after work. Well, I'd have to not do a podcast. Well, I'm sure, we could t- I'm sure the folks out there would let us take one. Well, y- you know what? What we should do is do a podcast in the car. On the road. Driving down. And then coming back. Do half the, ep- the episode yeah. and driving back and do half the episode. Yeah. Tell us on Facebook. I'm so excited I just dropped my pen. <laughs> Facebook.com <laughs> forward slash Geekspeak TV. When's tell us what up? you reckon. Uh, this month, the end of this month. Oh, we're going to be pushed for time. I know. It's, I mm, I don't know, man. I really don't know. Yep. I when I first saw it, I went fuck yeah, I'm there. And then I saw that it was only select cinemas. And I, is it all three? Mm, no, just one. Just one. Just part one. Part one. I have seen part two and three at the cinema okay. as a kid. But part one, like I would be up for going down and watching part one with you, big fella. On the big, I've never seen it on the big screen. No, well, I've not seen have that hand on heart. I have not seen Back to the Future in years. No. So and um, if our fans I've got the hoverboard. If our fans think that hat. is a great idea for us to do it, a, got the flux capacitor, a road trip podcast. We'll set it up in the car. Got the number plate. I know you have. Got you, the DeLorean in the, various different scale sizes. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, not a real one. What if if the fans think it's a good idea? We might even put a poll up or something yep. like a yes or no poll. Yeah, and we might see what the fans say. Whether we should. I guess it. I guess it'd be a very uncut version of, of Geekspeak. You know, I mean, as as uncut as Geekspeak is. Yeah. Do you want me to drop a Canada? Don't right now? say Canada. <laughs> Um, that would be a very uncut episode. We'd have to have a very explicit rating on that one because you're just going to swear like the <laughs> you are. Wonderful. Well, we'll put that up. How's that sound? Sound like a deal? Listening, uh, we might uh, put a link to an interview that I was listening to with Tom Wilson from Back to the Future. He's the guy that played Biff, the, bu- the bully the in bully, it. Yep. And uh, they were asking him about, uh, oh, shit, I've forgotten his name, who was going to play Marty in it, in the original, the original Marty. Oh, I can't think. Oh, shit, I've forgotten his name. You're such a diehard fan. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, he was doing this whole method acting, getting everyone to not call John him. Wood. Uh, was it, uh, no. Not John Wood. Oh, I've forgotten his name, man. Yeah. Um, getting everyone to call him Marty and stuff like that. And this, uh, they, they'd done some scenes where he throws Biff up against the wall yeah. and, uh, and punches him and stuff like this. And old Tom Wilson is like, hey, dude, dude, this is, this, this is acting, right? You don't actually have to... To buddy, you know, hit the shit out of me, and he says, "No, no, no, I'm, I'm method acting." And he says, "Yeah, all right. In two days' time, I'm pulling you out of the car. The scene where he pulls Marty out of the car and, yeah. and Dex, and you know, is is bashing him up. That's in two days' time, and yeah. I'm going to method act the shit out of this, and we're going to see who survives." <laughs> the day before yeah. he was to do that, he quit, didn't he? No, the show was shut down for 24 hours. The producers shut what? the movie down for 24 hours. And that's when they fired him. 
Oh, really? And he and Tom Wilson never got to beat the shit out of him. Oh, Calme might have like shit his pants, eh? Wow. <laughs> right, I want to ask you a question now. Um, that's kind of the 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 that's the movies and, and stuff done for us for a week. Yep. Okay, because look, this came up on my radar today, and I just had to bring it up. This is something we would have talked about on our um, radio show back in the day when we were doing nighttime radio or even Brecky. You know who Peter is, right? Peter. Peter. Oh, P-E-T-A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I thought you were animal... asking me who, who Peter, someone would. The animal welfare extremist. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, I'm all for the whole banning of fur or whatever else if you're into that kind of thing. But Peter's Each gone... Each to their own. Peter's Each gone just own. a little bit weird, okay? Now, animal welfare extremists want to ban the display of naked chickens in supermarkets. Uh, how is a chicken naked? When it's plucked. Plucked. As in all, when it's, it's sitting there, you know, like like a, a raw chook. When you buy it at the supermarket and pl- you know, it's wrapped in a... Yeah. Like an old Steggles chook or whatever else, right? Eric Stoltz. Eric, there you go, Eric Stoltz. <laughs> Sorry. We're in the middle of a chicken story. Sorry, man. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of... Uh, somehow a naked chicken reminded me of Eric Stoltz's uh, face. You're a weird fucker. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so right... Peter have come out and they're wanting to protest, or they're protesting against pictures of raw chickens in, in ads as well. What? You know when, you, when your Coles or your Woolies yeah. catalogue comes out, it's got a yeah. picture of a, a chook. Peter's up in arms over that. What? Now, the American founder of People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, right, President Ingrid Newkirk, has criticised a newspaper in America for running a picture of a raw chicken. She, this is a quote. We don't want to see any chickens on display, but instead want them to live natural, happy lives with their families. I didn't know chickens actually had families. Sexily displaying the corpse of a chicken <laughs> who has been bred to grow so big so quickly that many collapse under their own weight is just additionally offensive. Other supporters expressed disgust at the sight of plucked chickens in supermarkets. A Peter spokesman said the organisation wants everyone in the world to go vegan. Chickens, naked, corpses and sexily. Well, that's all new to me because I have never no. looked at a plucked Chicken and, and gone. Thought, mm, that's sexy. You got, yeah, gone. Hmm. <laughs> that's that. That's bordering on 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 soft core porn. Do you, do you think that these people who are strictly vegan that they're just not getting enough stuff to their brain I, that they come they, up with these they, stupid? They're fucked up, man. I'm, I'm gonna, ideas. I'm going to say it. That's fucked up. Like that's, like uh, I re- I nearly mm, fell off my chair and then I got uh, up and I went. What a bunch of dumb fucks! Like, like I, I, uh, I, I don't know the words to say. I, I was lost for words. I said it straight to you and read this fucking shit. I, uh, I, I've, I've always believed you can believe whatever you want to believe. You know, religion, you know, sexual orientation, buddy. Whether you think Marvel, Marvel's better than DC, whatever. Yeah, I don't care. But these are people that are trying to push an agenda onto. The general populace. Yeah. I, uh, but, I mean, it's a naked... It's, it's I've never heard them called and, naked chickens. And just, it's, it's, a, it's a fucking chook, and right? they, It's a actually, raw chook. They're actually, like, filing uh, court proceedings over all this shit, too. Yeah, yeah. It's not just a, a person on their soapbox saying, I don't like this, I don't like chickens that are plucked, <laughs> you know? I don't know about plucked, but look, it was dead and it was um, in the supermarket. Look at, the, sure was look at these plucking kick, uh, chickens. <laughs> I just... I, but can, have you ever, like, honestly, sexily... Have you ever looked uh, at a chicken and gone, that is one sexily looking chicken? No. See, crazy... Even, crazy, crazy even animal lovers. Even chickens that are kind of like, the, you know, like when you see like the red rooster and stuff like that ads where the chook is brown. That's cooked, like a cooked you know, chicken. like a cooked chicken. I still don't sit there and go, "Oh, that turns me on." You know? I'm going, "I'd fucking eat that." that. I, I think that is more appetizing yeah, than a seeing a raw plucked chook. Yeah, of course, it's I, more appetizing. But I don't. I've never. I've never <laughs> sat there and gone. A red rooster ad <laughs> comes on and I go. Oh, you know, I, could, I could go rub one out right now. <laughs> Never have I ever fucking thought that, man. Do you know what, though? I wonder if you'd think that if Nigella Lawson had a raw plucked chook and mm. was, you know, like, now I'm going to massage this butter into this plump, delicious, sexily-looking well, chicken. Like, maybe then you'd probably go, I wish I was that chicken. But Yeah, that's the only time <laughs> that I mean, you look, would think. I, I swear to you, food porn. Nigella, I watched another one last night. She made chocolate fucking yeah. pasta. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, that's weird. But Nigella, the way you described it, when she sat down to eat it, I was like, oh, my God. Nigella Lawson. You know what, I, in my head, what I'm seeing when you were talking about this chook? What? Is that scene from Mr. Bean when he's trying to cook that huge fucking oh, the turkey, turkey and he ends up with the, the bastard <laughs> on, on his, his head? head. <laughs> 
and, and he loses his watch of him. I, I, <laughs> do, you reckon that's, do you reckon it'd look funny? Like, you know, uh, is there some kind of sexual deviant out there or pervert who goes to supermarkets, buys plucked chooks, goes home and, you and know, does and, something and, and, that we won't and, mention and on the podcast? And sexually fornicates with a, <laughs> the corpse of a dead... I, who, you know does, who even thought oh, would think that? Oh, God. And yet, but you know what? People in Peter have... They have. They've they got, have they're because they're the ones that they're the ones that have brought this up. When they were saying no to fur and all that, I was kind of like, oh, rock on, whatever. I can now understand why they want to do thing, that. They've lost me. If but, anyone ever said donate to Peter, um, no, nah, I would but, never give. But, but Peter's messed up because uh, a bunch of the original the, people who helped found it. I yeah, think some of them left, and it's it's uh, it's turned very. Um, it's gone way beyond what it, it originally yes. set out to do. And now it believes completely and wholeheartedly that um, no one is allowed to have a pet. No nope. pet. Uh, a form of having a pet is almost the same way as having a, you a know, slave or a, something. You know, uh, you're, 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 you're trapping uh, this this animal and it's not able no, to you're not survive. Even to like, um, say you were a vegan but you wanted to eat eggs or whatever else. That's a, you can't do that. You're not allowed no. to have eggs. You can't use a cow to get milk because that's abusing the cow. Yep. I mean, that's just crazy. Just, what, 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 if the, what if these animals gave themselves up? I mean, they... I'm just saying... Hey, I'm Bruce the cow, come milk I'm just saying... How Actually, me- if a cow was called Bruce and you're trying to milk it, you're doing the wrong fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get more kind of cream that's, than milk. That's not, that's not the kind of milk you want to be drinking. <laughs> but what I'm saying is how many... Every time you see how many whales beach themselves, right? Yep. And you have these pita vegans that are trying to push them back into the water. Yeah. Have you seen what these vegan pita... People look like look. they got the they got the dreadlocks. They're often very smelly in clothes. They need a good shower, and for years and years, they used to hunt down whales and use them as soap. <laughs> I believe that these whales are offering themselves <laughs> to like, these pizza people. It's, it's like your, your your smell is so bad, we can smell. I it can in the smell ocean. from fucking over here. You know what? I'm going to take one for the team. Sacri- I'm going to sacrifice myself. <laughs> use my fucking oil. <laughs> To wash yourself. You know what? We're probably going to get hate mail now from the animal lovers. But I oh, look, I'm an animal lover myself. I you know, don't go and kill anything you don't eat or anything like that. You know, when people shoot um, animals for sport, I'm not a big fan of it myself. I haven't gone out and, and, and shot for sport. Well, I've shot a few things in my time. I won't go into detail there, but... They were all pests. They were all pests. It was. They were, they, were, they were pests that I've shot. But anyway, um, and trust me. I'm an all right shot, but I'm not a great shot, so I'm sure a lot of them got away with their lives. Like, like, like P- Peter is is completely against all that, and they want you to recycle, you know, all these things. They want you. To, does is Peter about? No, it's res- more just the animal, just the animals. It's animals, yeah. Because there's a lot of people that want you to recycle this yeah, and recycle that. That's I mean, else. these people that are Peter. Do, do you recycle? Well, I, I, do, you, do you do the compartments at home? Do you kind of go yeah, I do. Pa- I do. Do you? I do. I don't. I'm like some, you know, fuck it, I'm, I'm too busy to do that shit. Well, I, I've got the two bins. I'll call hate mail like, now from the recyclers. If, if it's you like a, a can or, or, or a bottle or something, I'll throw it into the, the recycle. But for these oh, people empty that plastic, are, One thing I do do, the empty plastic bottles and the, gla- and the glass bottles or my beer bottles or whatever else, yeah. they go in the yellow top. Yeah. But everything else just goes in the regular rubbish. I, I just I don't separate paper and plastic. And well, I mean, you've, it's, it, you've got to be very creative with the way you do it because do some mean? paper, some plastic is not recyclable. You know, like if you have your, your pizza box, right, and it's got all sauce all over it, you is can't that, recycle that. Is it not? Because it's got foodstuffs on it. Oh, I didn't know that. But these, but just going back to Peter, they, they're not allowed to have, well, I guess they're not allowed to have wool. They're not no. allowed to have leather. No, none of that. Cotton. No. Oh, well, cotton's not an animal, dude. But, I mean, you know, like... Mm. No, they're allowed to have cotton, and they have hemp. When but, they're not smoking it, they're making clothes out of it. But uh, that means that there's a lot of oil-based compounds that they're wearing. Plastics. Oh, like synthetic stuff. Synthetic I, I, stuff I, I is I, made I from... I think you find a lot of them wear mainly hemp and cotton. That's about it. You reckon? Yeah, I don't think they wear... Well, their, 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 their shoes, shoes. shoes would have to be made from... Well, plastic byproducts because they wouldn't wear leather shoes. That's right. That's right. Plastic comes from oil, and all the stuff they print up—that's that's trees that are coming down. So, yeah. like these people, who, you know, like they're not really environmentalists. They're just uh, they've, animal they've, extremists. They've, they've picked something that they want an agenda to push, yeah. and don't see a bigger picture outside. Just of we've that. bashed the shit out of Peter tonight, haven't well, we? Well, 
I mean, anyway, moving along. I'm just saying, you know, all for what you want to believe, just don't push it onto every other bastard. <laughs> and uh, please, whatever you do, don't send in any photos of naked chickens to Geekspeak, please. Even if they are sexy, we don't want to see no, the naked chicken. Uh, you know what? Send it in if it's really sexy. <laughs> if it's Nigella massaging a naked chicken, I'll look at that. Yeah, um, and, and, and try and sway me to a, a shot that looks sexy. <laughs> Have you got anything else tonight before we sign off? Before? No. I think I've bashed the shit out of Peter and I should probably shut my mouth yeah, you probably before should. I get in more trouble. Probably should. So we've got a couple of links going up throughout the week. Yep. Uh, make sure you check them out. And uh, definitely that Naked Zombie Radio interview, that was pretty cool. So big th- and a big thank you to Brad Scott yes, to, thank for having you, sir. us on. Uh, and a special thank you to our guests who uh, last week, who um, when we went down to film, mm-hmm. um, those people who came on, Brad, uh, Paul Mason, yep. and uh, Matt and Caitlin from Space Pirates. So yes. very nice people. And uh, thanks for uh, letting us come along. And, and Ace Comics and Games in uh, Annerley for letting us use the space. So and and nice check one. out the Facebook page and you'll be able to see some, some of the stills from the weekend. And uh, the Brad Scott interview goes up this week. Mm-hmm. Goes up. And then um, we will be bringing out the other interviews post-haste. And we're going to have to get out uh, uh, the Space Pirates yep, pretty sure soon do, because uh, they're possible. Make sure you head along to their page, uh, Space Pirates. It's Pirates with a uh, Y, isn't it? That is correct. Instead of an I, it's a Y. That's correct. And um, check it out. They, they're, they're doing a possible thing to raise money to get the, the graphic novel printed. Yep. 250-page monster it is, and they've got a great launch party in, in mind and everything else. Um, make sure you go along and support them. Yes. Okay, do it, or uh, Ginger will come along and throw big naked, smacks. He'll throw big naked smacks. chickens at you. That's right, Ginger. Where do people go to check out our stuff? YouTube.com forward slash Geekspeak Australia, Facebook.com forward slash Geekspeak TV. We're so close to hundred uh, Twitter. Twitter followers? Is well, hang on. Do you want me to check now? Well, uh, you might I, we'll, we'll edit all this out in post. Yeah, I think we're at hundred. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're at one hundred and two. I think we're at one hundred and two. Quick. Get it up on your phone. Who's first? I'm trying to push it. Push. Oh, you're slow. We are at 98. No, 105. Oh, it looks just gone 100. There you go. 100. Woo! Bing, 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 bing. There you go. 100 Twitter followers. Make sure you join us. uh, Was it uh, GeekSpeakAU? At GeekSpeakAU on Twitter. That's right. And uh, so you'll see us retweet stuff from famous comic people, movie people, and our own stuff as well. Send us emails at Geeks. uh, What? uh, Send us at. Send us an email. The address is geekspeakau at gmail.com. You get all tongue tied. Well, I'm just try- I'm trying not to say at too many times. Yeah, okay. I get where you're coming from. So uh, that's fantastic. Check out, we've got some new videos up as well. We're doing hosts, uh, which is some good stuff. And just before we head off, Ginger, it is time to draw the winner of the Totally Irreverent Tees T-shirt competition. What a fantastic comp that's been. We had a lot of reaction to that. We did. Oh, it was fantastic to see. Thanks to everyone who entered. We're going to be doing more competitions like this coming up in the future, but there can only be one winner. Drum roll. It is Jody Little Outlaw Henley. There you go. Congratulations, Jody. We will be in contact with you very soon to get your details so that uh, Totally Irreverent can shoot you a T-shirt of your choice. You get to pick it, size, all that kind of stuff. So... Once again, Ginger, big special thank you to Totally Irreverent Tees, and congratulations to our T-shirt winner, Jodie Henley. Congratulations, Jodie. Do you think I could steal her shirt? Uh, no, Jodie would probably whoop the, your butt. Really? Man, she probably would. I probably wouldn't fit into it either. No, you're, you're a bigger gen. Yeah, okay. That'd be awkward. Yeah. That'd be a girl's T-shirt. Yeah, well... You have got man boobs. Shut up! <laughs> Gins, thanks for joining me again tonight, you special, special man, you. Thank you very much. This is Wade Copson on Pots and Pans. I've been your host, Todd Bailey. Remember, you've been listening to Geek Speak Live, Australia's number one geek pop culture podcast and TV series. Catch you back here next week. This podcast was brought to you by the Big Top Network.